Welcome to the Social Scholars Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Lynn, and I'm a social media consultant, personal branding strategist, and Elon Musk super fan. Each week, you're going to learn through quick tip episodes, guest expert trainings, and business owner interviews, the perspective, insight, and strategies you need to align your business goals with your marketing efforts and make social media work for you. So let's get to class. Well, hi there, Sarah Lynn here. I'm glad to be hanging out with you today. Whenever you're listening to this, I almost said happy Monday. I'm recording this actually on the day that I'm going to be publishing the episode, which talk about waiting until the last minute, but better late than never, I guess. So here I am recording it and uh, I'm really excited about this one. It's with a new friend, Gemma Boham Carter, who I met uh, at a James Wedmore event. Surprise, surprise. Um, but it wasn't his Business by Design Live event. He did um, a more intimate influence influencer framework event back in gosh, it would have been November of 2019 out in uh, Southern California. And Gemma and I happened to sit at the same table and we just ended up talking over those two days and getting to know each other. And she is so like such a bright light, so warm, so uh, helpful and friendly and smart, which you're going to find out. So I'm really excited to introduce her to you today. I think once you start digging into more about who she is, following her on Instagram, checking out her website, which is gorgeous, um, you're just going to want to gobble up everything that she has. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that at the end. But I'm really, really excited about this one. I learned a ton myself, and I'm I'm learning so much during all of these guest expert interviews from every single one. So it sounds like it sounds like you're enjoying this too, which I, which makes me so happy. Um, but selfishly, I'm also really enjoying these and learning a ton. So it's it's a win win for everybody. Um, I do want to share some cool news, some fun news. I just checked the stats this morning before I got on here, and we are over 1,000 plays, 1,106 plays, which for me being 16 episodes in, I feel like is awesome. Like I'm thrilled with that. I think that's so cool. I appreciate you for listening. I appreciate you for coming back and listening, for leaving reviews. So I, uh, I, I'm like, what, what can we do to celebrate? So what I thought, one idea I had was, uh, you know, not that I'm, not that I'm a big podcast guru and, <laughs> know everything you need to know about starting one. But I thought if if you if enough people tell me they want to hear about this topic, maybe in a, the next episode where I do it on a Friday, um, I'll go through how I started this podcast, just my own lessons learned, um, the tools that I use from picking the name to how I promoted it. And again, like definitely Definitely take in other people's 
wisdom with this as well, but I'll, I'll share my experience. I know that's not necessarily social media specific related, but, um, in honor of a thousand downloads, um, if enough people say that they're interested in hearing about how to get started with their own podcast, um, I'd be happy to share what I personally did if that's helpful at all. So let me know, send me a, send me an email or, um, at hello at, sarahlynco.com or hit me up over on Instagram at sarahlyn.co.co and let me know if that's a topic you'd be interested in hearing about. And if so, um, we'll get that recorded on one of the Fridays. So without further ado, though, I want to go ahead and jump into this interview with Gemma because you're going to get so much out of it from social media to how she leverages Instagram or Instagram to how she leverages her email list. And then we also talk quite a bit about um, how she has hired um, a teammate and how they work together to make everybody's life easier, including her teammate's life. So I'm pumped for you to hear this one. And uh, here we go. Enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of the Social Scholars Podcast. And today I am here with online marketing expert, Gemma, who helps um, online entrepreneurs create digital products and helps with their email marketing, making sure they have the right offer. And she does this all while also being a mother of two. And she has her own podcast um, that we might get into a, in a little while as well called the Passive Project Podcast. So I'm really excited to talk to her about how she got started and how she's leveraging the power of social media today. So welcome, Gemma. Yay. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, Sarah. Thanks for having me on. I am so excited that you are here too. So um, Jimmy and I met, I think everybody, but you has come from some, I met them randomly on social media, but we met at a James Wedmore live event and then we've stayed in touch via social media. So totally. Yep. That event was amazing. And it was, yeah, really fun. It's sometimes you get, just get lucky about who you sit at a table with, right? I think you just got lucky. We totally did. We totally did. So I, um, I have so many questions to ask you. You are killing it on Instagram specifically. Um, but before we get into that, tell us a, a little bit more about exactly what it is you do. Sure. So I help people who either want to start selling digital products or who already sell digital products, I help them market their offer better to essentially just grow their income and grow their business so that they can live a life exactly how they want, right? They should be able to design, a, you know, create a life by design. And that's what I think digital product-based businesses can allow us to do. And so that's my mission to help as many people do that as possible. Oh, I love that. Okay. Now I know that you're not, you know, we aren't born coming out of the womb, knowing how to do online courses, digital products. How did you get into this? So I have a very kind of long roundabout path that led me here. Uh, but without like spending the next half hour, just talking about my own story. Um, basically I started off as a hobby blogger a million years ago in like 2010 when I bought my first fixer upper home with my husband and I was following the Young House Love uh, blog. And I was like, oh, blogging, like this is a thing. And so I started a blog so I could share house renovation pictures uh, with my friends and family. Little did I know a couple of years later that would turn into a business. I didn't even know you could do blogging for business. 
So that I still actually run that. It's called the sweetest digs. And so I still talk about home decor and like lifestyle stuff over there. Uh, it's a very traditional kind of blog and suddenly got my eyes open to this whole world of online business. And, you know, I was monetizing that blog in the usual ways that you do of like ads and sponsor posts and affiliate income, and then started to see uh, success with it and had people come to me saying, Gemma, how did you, how are you doing this blogging thing? How are you making money from this website? Like, is this a scam? <laughs> you know, how is this like funding? You know, because at this point I was starting to uh, reduce my hours and my like my work position. I worked in public health and was really starting to do this more full time. And people, I was getting a lot of questions about it. And so that led me down the path of, well, how could I teach people what I'm doing? And so I launched my very first course called, what was it called? Blog Monetization Blueprint. Uh, and, uh, you know, I had my first little group of students, like with digital products. I mean, unless you've got some giant audience, it's not like you're going to hit it out of the park the first time around. So I really tested the waters and kind of figured out how this whole digital product and online course space works with that. And then I got better at it. I launched another course called launch your shop. Um, and it just kind of grew from there. And so then that let, you know, it eventually led me to starting a whole second business under my name. So under my personal brand at gemmabonhamcarter.com. And that's now what I do is I solely just like teach and talk about specifically digital product-based businesses. So I've, you know, I've let go of the early course about blogging and all of that and really honed in on this, but that's sort of what led me to here. Okay. That's so good. And that's what I'm finding with every single one of these interviews that I've done so far is nobody's had a straight shot of like, oh, this is my path. It makes total sense. It's like, we kind of take this twisty road, but it, it does all end up making sense. Like you've learned a little something from each path. Um, what I, what I love what you just said, and I want to highlight is that you were, you had some success with the hobby blogger. And then you were like, how can I teach other people to do this? And I love that you just did it. And you weren't like, oh, I, I maybe not experienced enough yet, or I don't know as enough as, as, as um, much as somebody else, maybe in my industry teaching thing. You're like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to share what, what I know with people and maybe help some other people out. So I think like a part of what holds a lot of people back is that when you start to see what everybody else is doing out there, it can really make you feel that imposter syndrome and feel like, how could you possibly fit into this market that seems overly saturated? And I think part of it for me was literally at that time, I didn't even know that there was a world out there of people doing this. Like I had never heard of Amy Porterfield. I had never heard of anybody teaching an online course about anything. Like I just wasn't in this world. And I think once you get into the world, you're like in this bubble and you have this really skewed perspective. Um, and you can't see outside of it sometimes. And it can really cause you to, yeah, to get that feeling of fear and, and feel like you need to be a thousand steps further ahead. And really in order to be successful in teaching anything and whether it's an all, in an online course format or a membership format or through any kind of digital product, you only need to be one or two steps ahead. You don't need to be 50 steps ahead, right? You just need to be one or two steps ahead and then teach the people who want to be where you're at. Like, especially if it's something of personal transformation that you're teaching, that's it. You just need to solve a pain point. 
Oh, so good. Such a good reminder because I myself have struggled with this, like thinking, well, why wouldn't I just refer someone to Amy Porterfield or like Jasmine Starr? Like, what do I know that they don't know? And you're right. That's like, we, we are in this bubble and think, oh, everybody knows (laughs) these people. Totally. Um, so that's so good. And I know that I know that I'm not the only one here, but, um, so that's just such a great reminder and such a great example of like, it's almost like ignorance is bliss in that situation. (laughs) Totally. Ignorance is bliss. And then the other thing is you do just need to forget about perfectionism and just leap and put the things out there and, you know, know that like jump and know that the net will appear. You will figure it out on the way down, but just do things before you feel like you're ready for them because that's how you're going to get further faster. And any of those people that we look up to as being really big in the industry, they didn't get there because they waited on an idea, right? They all got there by just putting one foot in front of the other and putting themselves out there. And to your point, like getting visible and not being scared to. Yeah. And then seeing what works because there is no amount of thinking that will get you to, to any type of real clarity. And just like you described your path, it's like, you would have no idea to like create this personal brand had you not gone through all these other things. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of getting visible, um, you are showing up on social media. I'm seeing you, I'm seeing you everywhere. Um, I'm seeing your awesome ads that I'm clicking on. I'm like, yes, (laughs) like I'm commenting on them. I'm commenting on your organic posts, your stories. Um, what, what are you doing right now? Give us a kind of a peek under the hood of what platforms you're loving right now and using with a lot of success. Sure. Yeah. Good. Good question. So let me give you like the bird's eye view of my current strategy. So I'm definitely a big believer in choosing one thing and doing it well before you like hop on to the next thing. So I'm not on all the, you know, I'm not everywhere. I'm not on LinkedIn. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on TikTok, although I don't know, it could be in my future. Uh, It's kind of fun to watch. Um, So for me, my big players are Instagram and still Facebook. And to be honest, 2020 might be a year of me adding YouTube into the mix. So we may do that. But for me right now, um, definitely my number one platform of choice is Instagram. And because it can be quite easy to like repurpose my Instagram content to Facebook, I'm also relatively active on Facebook, both through having my Facebook page, but also a free Facebook group. Okay. Now let me ask you a question that I have gotten and I have asked myself before. Um, and I know that there's different thoughts on this. How do you on Facebook? How do you decide what you post on your page versus what you share inside of your group? Yeah, that's a great question. So as you mentioned, I run ads. So that's also part of the reason why I don't want to, you know, let go of Facebook is because Facebook likes it. If you're paying for Facebook ads, you know, Facebook likes it if you're also posting on your page and making, you know, creating content on that platform. So for me, I actually focus on creating content on my Facebook page first, largely because I'm running ads. And so what that means is if I go onto my Facebook page and do a live video about some sort of 
strategy I'm using, or I want to share something with my audience, I go and I do that on my Facebook page because then I can actually boost that and get it seen by more people. I could potentially use it as an ad in and of itself. Um, whereas you can't do that if I just go into the group and do that same training inside of my group. So I'll do it in on my page, but I immediately stream it into the group. Does that make sense? Totally. Okay. Yes, it does. Um, and this is something that I am just learning myself in the past few months because I have been like very, just like my Facebook page is like my sloppy seconds or like third or fourth. Mm -hmm. And, um, I got hooked up with coach glitter, um, Tiffany Lee Bymaster and I'm part of her group. And she talks about the benefits of your page. And then if you want to run ads, how important that is. So I'm, I'm taking notes on this cause I'm learning myself right now on this yeah. process. Um, and then, so in your group, it's just like you're streaming these things, connecting, people can ask questions, that type of thing. Yeah. Honestly, I've struggled with the group a little bit over the last, I don't know, I'd say six months or so. I kind of uh, need to decide that, you know, what sort of direction I want to take it in because a little while ago I actually decided to turn off people being able to just, um, sort of publicly ask questions and stuff in there because it started to get a bit overwhelming. And I was trying to remember, like you, like I said, in the beginning, you need to choose where you're going to dedicate your time. And I was making a choice to really dedicate my time to like showing up on Instagram stories and responding to people in the DMS. And I didn't have it in me to also be doing that and responding to questions and all that in a Facebook group in a free Facebook group. I do that for my paid people. Right. But I'm not necessarily everybody's like back pocket business coach that can answer all the questions inside of a free group. So I actually turned off the ability for people to just post in the group so they can respond to anything that I post or if I do a thread or anything like that, they can respond in comments, but not put their own sort of questions or whatever um, into that Facebook group. And basically I'm thinking of it right at this point, you know that people say like, you need to see something seven times before you buy it. Well, it's kind of like the same idea when you're trying to show up on social media. If you can get in front of people on multiple platforms, like if they get your email, especially let's say you're doing a launch and you know, you're promoting some kind of product and then they happen to see you talking about it on Instagram stories. And maybe you did a post about it on Instagram. Then they happen to see, you know, your Facebook page video and something from your group. Suddenly you're showing up and you're just, there's more of a chance of getting your stuff in front of their eyeballs basically. And so that's kind of how I'm using the group is just like, another layer of having stuff seen, but it's not necessarily all new content. It's just putting it in there so that if that's where they interact and engage with my stuff, it's there. It's probably not the most strategic. There's probably, you know, more strategic ways I could be using that group, but you do need to just like protect your time. Yes. Okay. And I was going to say, I love that you, I love that you shared that. Thank you for like the honesty and just, because I think that, um, you know, there's always a lot of hype around there. Like literally any, any type TikTok, there's a lot of hype right now. LinkedIn, yeah. there's a lot of hype. Facebook's there's a lot of hype, Facebook groups. And so people feel like they do have to be everywhere. And it's like, Oh, I, yes, I need to start a YouTube channel and start a, um, a Facebook group I already have a Facebook group. So I need to keep paying attention to it. And, and it can be overwhelming. And like, so all you do is like create content 
and answer questions. And I love that you were like, gave yourself permission. Sometimes yeah. we need permission slips just to be like, I'm going to focus on these areas. And you had like a very intentional reason behind it. So I love yeah. that. Um, okay. So you've talked about, you've mentioned Instagram stories, um, a few times. Instagram stories are my favorite too. Um, <laughs> what, like, how do you think about Instagram stories versus your, um, feed on Instagram? Like what types of content are you sharing in each place? So it's a great question. And it's funny. I actually just sat down with my uh, main team member, Samantha, and we were talking about this a lot. Uh, so for us, and um, you may see this reflect, like if you guys follow me on Instagram, it's Gemma.BottomCarter. That's where you can find me. Um, we've, tr we've tried lots of things. And if you scroll back in my feed, you're going to see like you know, you could probably see like, oh, for those couple of months, they tried this. And then for those couple of months, they tried this, right? And we've come to realize that what works for us well in the feed are just images, mostly of like me and my family, right? It's usually like four times a year, I'll get together with a photographer here and we just shoot a bunch of new images. I get like 200 images that I can just use on Instagram or they might be from like our travels or just our whatever, but they're be they are beautiful images. Like, because I do think that, you know, the more you can stick to a certain kind of aesthetic and look and feel on your page, I just feel like that reflects my brand in the best way. So for us, what works is like those personal images and, you know, nice long, I do long form captions that are really like something that it's something meaty, right? It's not just like, Taco Tuesday, or I don't know, um, I don't know, Follow Friday, or whatever those things are, because I don't do them. I don't know what they are. <laughs> um, I'll just like, is whether it's like a tip or a strategy or something I'm thinking or something inspirational, I try and make the captions more long form so that I'm getting people to read them and engage. I want them to like talk to me in the comments, right? Uh, but generally speaking, that's what I stick to. We've tried, like, I have a podcast, we've tried doing podcast clips into our post feed, into our feed. Uh, we've tried doing YouTube clips into our feed. Uh, we've done other things like that. Like they, none of them have performed as well as just the simple image. And so we're kind of going back to basics with that. And the other thing that has worked well for us in the feed, which you'll also see me going back to in the coming months is our, it's like polarizing or engaging content as that's a graphic, like it's a quote or it's some sort of something we've designed, you know, in Canva or whatever, that's like some sort of hot button topic or it's a, yeah, just a polarizing thought that I might have. So you could do this in any niche, whatever niche you're in is like create this kind of really engaging polarizing content. And again, you can sit and batch create a bunch of these in one sitting and then just have them to put out one or two a week for, you know, a couple months. And the key about those is not only do they like engage your people and get them kind of really understanding your message, but those are the things that get shared. Like people aren't going to share a picture of me with my two kids making muffins in the kitchen. Right. <laughs> right? Like, but, uh, some sort of, um, quote or one of these like graphic type things, those do get shared. And so that is a really good way to, it's the only way we have found, um, from our feed posts that really do grow our following. Uh, so we're going to go back to that. Uh, that's a really long answer to your question. No, that was so good. 
And then in terms of stories, the thing I love about stories that is that it just doesn't have to be perfect. Like those beautiful images that I use in my feed, they're great for the feed, but on stories, I can just show up in my, you know, in my bright yellow winter hat. Um, you just having dropped my kids off at the bus stop and I'm like walking back in the crunchy snow and I can just like hop on and, you know, say what I want to say for that day and really connect with people in a really real way. I think for me, a lot of my audience, they're part of the reason that they're following me is because yeah, I'm like, I'm sort of trying to grow a giant business, a giant digital product business, but I'm also just a mom and I have, like, I don't have a lot of hours in my day to dedicate to work. And so I'm designing a business that allows me to spend time with my kids and to pursue my hobbies and to live my life exactly the way I want to live it. And I think they come to my stories for the real life snapshot of that. And that's what I like about stories. What I love about that, Gemma, is that like that's the those are the things that make you different from somebody else, maybe selling what you're also selling, but it's like they're gonna come to you because it's like you're a mom or you like you live in the snow and cold and they're like, oh, cute jackets, or like uh, like you were saying earlier, like you really appreciate um a home decor, like interior design. And, um, I actually just had my graphic designer on, she does, um, website and branding, obviously, uh, a plethora of options when it, in that specific industry, no shortage. Totally. Um, but she said, you know, a lot of people end up working with her and when they talk about it, it's, um, I loved your interior design photos. I loved your dogs. And I loved you and your boyfriend. <laughs> exactly. Like that personal connection is so important. And the more you can, I talk about this a lot with my students, like the more you can lean into your, like what I sometimes call signature stories, the more people are going to connect with you on those things. And then you know, know, like, and trust you and be super ready to buy your product when that's the pain point they need to solve. Yes. Oh, such a great, such a great point too, because I've, I've talked with another gal who is um, an Enneagram coach and she has like a 95% conversion on her sales calls because by the time people get to that point, it's just a matter of like, are you really who you say you are on Instagram? Because I feel like I already know you. So if so, I'm ready. I just want to make sure. Totally. Yep. Love that. And that's the beauty of Instagram stories. I think more than any other platform that I can really think of that it allows you to do that in such a candid and easy way. Like it's literally two, the press of two buttons and you're good, right? Yes. Oh, and that's a good point too. It's like, you know, sometimes like when I'm creating, I, I, I am into LinkedIn at the moment, just like experimenting, like you were talking about, which I loved that you were like test and experiment pivot. Um, but I feel like I could never just be like, Oh, here I'm on my walk. Like nobody would care, right. <laughs> but on Instagram people care. And I don't think that they care about your, that specific thing or like what you're eating for breakfast that day, but it's all those little things that make you, you that they do care about. That's right. Um, okay. So I know that you have some help. You mentioned you have a team member that helps you make all this happen because, you know, we're just talking about social media and you also have a business that you're running, um, doing the mom thing. And so you have some help. A lot of people that I've talked to, um, 
are wanting to bring on somebody or they have somebody, but they're just not sure how to, to have them, how to bring them into the social media ecosystem that they have. So would you be willing to share some ways that you and your team member work together on social Absolutely. media? Absolutely. Yeah. When I, so this was, I would say one of the earlier things that I tried to sort of get off my plate because it started to become really overwhelming and taking me away from my zone of genius, which for me is like content creation in, you know, in relation to like lessons for my students and creating templates and tools for them to use to grow their business and just my business coaching. So I knew that if I'm spending too much of my day on social media, uh, I'm, too, I'm too far removed from the things that I really need to be doing to like move the needle in my business. So I have this amazing team member named Samantha and she and I started in a really small capacity together. Like I can't even remember how many hours a week it was, but it was very few. Like I want to say it was something like five hours a week or something like that. And over time, you know, she and I have continued to evolve together and now she does many more hours than that. Uh, and she's a really like important part of my team and how we operate uh, and run the business. But she is my social media manager uh, along with other hats that she wears. And our, like, it's been such a, such a relief for me to have somebody else helping with this so that I can still guide the direction, but I don't have to spend all the time in the scheduling tools or in Canva to create the quote images if we want to do that on Instagram or, you know, it's just putting out all of the, all of the posts at the right time and all of that kind of thing. And one of the things that worked for us was instead of me delegating to her, which systems we should use for social media, we did it together because if she's the one who's actually going to be going in and you know, scheduling out all of the content ahead of time. I want to make sure that it's a system that she enjoys using because she's the one that's going to be in there all the time. Right. So for instance, uh, for, um, Instagram, we use later because it was a program that she liked and I could get on board with and all that kind of thing. So we'll talk about the direction that we want to take for, let's say for the entire quarter for social media. And it's often related to like, what are we live launching that month? Like how is the social going to tie into our active like promotions that we're running? And then I just really give her free reign to pull from my, you know, we have a big uh, Google drive with like all of my pictures and she'll go and like, for instance, for the quotes, I can spend an hour creating a bunch of like quotes or polarizing content ideas. And then she can just take it and go create stuff in Canva and then bring it back to me for a quick review. And, but then she schedules it all out, right? Mm. She can take, she's prepping all the hashtags, for instance, for Instagram, uh, for my captions on Instagram. I spend my time writing my weekly newsletter. Like that is where I am creating my best content for my people. I love to connect over email. So she goes into the email, right? Like what's the email that Gemma's sending this Monday? It's some sort of story-based email and then is pulling from that for the caption, right? So that it gets repurposed so that we're not having to reinvent the wheel every time. And so I think however you can like wherever your core piece of content comes from, whether it's an email to your list, whether it's a podcast episode, whatever it is, 
that's what you as the business owner are creating. And then however it can fan out from there is where your team member really needs to come in and like take that core content and just make it appropriate for all the different places. So she'll also prep stories for me and those come up in my notifications on my phone through the later app. And it's really easy for me to just hit publish, publish, publish. And it's like, you know, all the promo for my podcast is done right then and there. So, uh, same thing with Facebook is like, she uses the tool to make sure it all comes out on Facebook on the right days. And for her, like now she's really into a system too. Right. So although it has saved so much time for me and taken it off of my plate, it actually doesn't take her that much time either because she's in such a system of what we do on a weekly basis. That is amazing. I love that. And I love that you, I, I think that's a really important part of this too, to feel, not to feel like you have to know every little tool, every little direction, every little move. It's like hire somebody and which that's going to be my next question, hire somebody that you trust to align with the, the direction that you want to take them. So what advice would you have for somebody when they're looking for somebody like your Sam? Um, to, to look for or to be aware of, or maybe mistakes you've made or lessons learned in the past? So for me, it wasn't so much trying to find somebody who already had all the skills. Like that didn't really matter to me if I, you know, if she knew the programs or um, knew all the things about all the social media platforms or digital marketing in general or whatever. For me, what was most important when I hired Sam was she and I got, I did my interviews in a coffee shop because I wanted somebody local. So I was doing in-person, in-person interviews and she and I just got along so well and like had such a strong connection and like good vibe right from the first part of our conversation. And we kind of had similar senses of humor and um, just, I really enjoyed her company. And so if you don't enjoy somebody's company, like you're not going to want to hop on calls with them every week and like plan out your business with them and want to make them a really integral part of your team. And so for me, it was really knowing that she and I had a really great connection and then I could tell from her past experiences and her, um, just the whole way about her that she was savvy, that she was going to be able to pick up programs and software and concepts easily. Um, and, and we just went from there and that became true, right? Like she did, uh, you want somebody who's like a self-starter and you, the biggest thing I find when you're hiring somebody is if, if you can get a sense of whether or not they're going to need to be micromanaged, that's like a red flag. So for me, the best people I've worked with are the people where I can say, listen, this is where I'm a visionary. I know where we're going and I can set the, the big picture. And like, I get it. I like getting into strategy too and knowing how we're going to get there. But I also want you to come to the table with some strategy ideas. And then I want to be able to give those to you and you be able to run with it and not have to come to me every five minutes to either, a, you know, approve something or ask a question or look it over. And I got the sense that she was one of those people in that first conversation. And that is that, you know, luckily that was true. And we've had a really good working relationship ever since. Okay. Okay. And I, I, um, I think the part about not necessarily looking for everybody, someone that knows exactly the ins and outs of later or Instagram is key here. I've heard before too, like a good test is to think about like, 
when you're hiring your team, um, would you want to be stuck at the airport with them? <laughs> like, I love that. If you wouldn't, then like, they're not the person, even if they could do all the things on like your to-do list, it's more about the person, which is what you're saying. Yeah. Like you want to think about you're building a company with a particular company culture and, um, it, is this person going to be a great addition? You know, honestly, even if you're a solopreneur and this is your first hire, envision what it could look like in five years and just make sure that that person is the right sort of fit for where you want to go. Great advice. Okay. And last question on this, getting super tangible with this one. What tools do you and Sam use to make working together easier? Good question. So we use a couple of things. The first is that we use a Gmail G suite for our email inbox. So she like manages my inbox and then I have a personal um, email address in the business. And so we both have our G suite thing open in our tab, you know, when we're working and there's Google Hangouts is like a chat feature. So if you're, it, you know, it means that you don't have to go and use Slack or something like that. If you're just in G Suite already, you can just use Hangouts as like your immediate chat feature if you want that kind of thing. And then we keep track of all of our projects and things we're working on in Asana. Um, I really like Asana. There's, there's a couple of options. You have Asana, there's Trello, there's ClickUp. Um, we just like the layout and feel of Asana the best and it's free, you don't need to pay for it. Uh, so we use that to track all of our projects. And then we're, we're basic around here. We use a Google drive and we put all the things in a Google drive and we try and keep it real organized with folders and all the things. Um, but that's like our whole business life is just in the Google drive. So yeah, we don't get too fancy with our software, but, um, and then we have it in terms of like connecting with each other. We have a standard Monday call and sometimes that call doesn't have to be long. It can be like a 20 minute check-in if we know exactly what's going on. Other times there might be some issues or some troubleshooting we're doing or some strategizing. It might be more like an hour. And then once a quarter, we actually meet up in person and we just map out that entire quarter and like go through all the things that are going to happen for those three months. And that's a really big, um, like that's a, something that's really important to do, even if you're a solopreneur at this point, is like the more organized you can be about kind of where you're taking your business during that quarter, the more you're actually gonna, like the more likely it is that you're gonna actually follow through on those action plans and hit those goals. Um, so I, I definitely encourage you to do that if you don't already. Okay, really, really, really good advice. And you're right, like whether you have a team member or not, that's totally something you can do right now. Um, I took so many notes from that because this is something in 2020 that I would really like to find myself. Um, so thank you, thank you, that was so good. Um, okay, so last question before we start to wrap this up. Um, you are an email queen. <laughs> and I know that, um, and it sounds like that's what you love to do. And so one of the things that I talk a lot about when, in regards to social media is there's kind of two ways to look at it. How do you get people on to your pages interacting with you? And then how do you eventually get them off of your pages? And so freebies, lead magnets, that type of stuff. It sounds like you've built a really robust list doing that, would you be willing to share some of the ways, advice, recommendations for how to get people off of our social media pages and into our ecosystems that we own? Yeah, that's a great question. So this is something that like I 
always talk about and push is that like, it is so much more important to have these people getting onto your email list than just to worry about the vanity metrics of how many people follow your page or whatever. Um, so I'm, it's, I'm glad that you brought it up. Uh, in terms of getting people off the page, my most successful strategies have definitely been like, as you mentioned, freebies and lead magnets and assuming that people aren't always seeing it the first time around. Like I think a lot of people, they'll post in their stories about their freebie and then they'll think that everybody has seen it and then they won't post again about it again for months and months, if ever, right? Like, no, yes. you should make a carousel, make a little carousel for yourself um, of like some cute images that promote your lead magnet and put that puppy on rotation and be dropping it, I don't know, once a week, once every two weeks into your stories so that the people who didn't see it the first time around or your new followers, they know that you have this amazing thing that you want to offer them, right? And maybe even down the line, you have a couple of freebies. And so you can have a couple of Instagram story carousels that you just can rotate through. Uh, so I would definitely be doing that on stories, obviously making sure that your the link in your profile is very strategic. Like that should not just be going to your website. That should either be going specifically to an opt-in page to opt into whatever it is you want them to get, or it's going to something like, you know, a link tree type of page where you've got like the multiple, like if you need to give them several different places where they can go, um, just have it be uh, very simple, a, a simple links page um, to make sure that they do give you the email address. And then simple things like there's all kinds of, you know, strategies and tactics of like, getting even more personal. Like if you talk about a particular lead magnet that you might have, and then ask people to DM you their email address, right? Instead of having to like take them off the platform, if they can just DM you their email address and then you go ahead and add them manually to your email list. Like sometimes that can be a really great way, or you can do that on Facebook too, of like having people like say comment below with, you know, a certain word, if you're interested and then they'll comment below with that word. And then you just reach out to them with a Facebook message that says, great, I'd love to send it to you. Send me over your email address. And those things take more work and more manual labor on your part, but we're not making them go off the page. We're allowing them to stay on the platform and still, and yet still get on our email list. Right. So there's lots of like little tactics like that, that you can use. I love that. And that's almost like um, just a, an initial point of contact too, versus them just kind of like without you signing up for their email list, which obviously is easier. You want to have that. But I like kind of almost having like a mini conversation. Like, hey, yeah, it opens on? the door, right? If they have to DM you their email address, suddenly then it's also opening the door for you to be like, oh, amazing. And, you know, you can, for me, it would be like, what's your business about? Or like, you know, yes. what, what do you do or whatever? And it just like opens the conversation and people buy from people, right? The more that they can feel like they have a personal connection to you. Like, I think all of the students in my program, like, especially in the passive project, my membership, I think they all feel like we're BFFs, right? Cause we feel like connected that way. They're not, I'm just not, I'm not just like a teacher and they're the student and it's very, I don't know, black and white. Yeah. Okay. That, that is a brilliant tip right there. I love, I love that because I know a lot of my audience truly have like the biggest hearts and want to have those meaningful connections. And so, um, that's such a, 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 
I haven't really heard that before, but it's such a great idea to, to have those type of conversations, to open the door, like you're saying, to become best friends or <laughs> virtual buddies, um, which I've made so many over the, over the last year. Um, and it is possible to use social media for making friends that you eventually end up getting to meet online. Um, or maybe not, but still, um, still so meaningful. So I could talk to you forever, Gemma. We could have all <laughs> yeah. kinds of, I'm like, I got so many more questions. Um, but is there anything just based on what we've talked about today around hiring a team, getting people off email or off Instagram to maybe your email list? Is there anything else that I haven't asked you that you would want to share just to kind of consider this specific episode complete? Oh, great question. Um, I think like just the biggest takeaway being that you don't like, I know we already said this, but just as a reminder that you don't have to be in all the places. And I think you're going to go so much further faster with your business. If you really stick to one thing, master it, get really good at it and then layer in more. So whether it means that once you've mastered it, you you maybe are hiring somebody to help you with it, or you've mastered it so that it's not taking you very much time anymore. And you can move on to adding the next layer because really when you're growing an online business, that's what you're doing always. It's not just social media. It's like layering on different marketing strategies in general. You're potentially layering in more products into your product suite or more offers, right? It's always about layering things in. But I think that we can suddenly get really, um, like you can crush yourself, right? If you layer in too much too fast and you weren't building the blocks with intention uh, and always thinking about, is this serving my larger goal for my business? Is it getting me closer to where I want to ulti ultimately end up? And if it's not, you don't have to do the thing just because everybody else is doing the thing, right? Stay really in line and true with where, with your vision and where you're taking your business. Oh, so there's your permission slip right there. You don't have to be on TikTok right now if you don't want to. <laughs> you don't have to be doing Facebook groups if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, such a good question and what a great way to end. Um, okay, so I know people, I know my, my audience has plans for, um, systematizing on automation um, in the, inside their business, creating digital products. And then I know we could all use some help with our email list. Where can people connect with you and what do you have going on that we can maybe um, learn more about how we can get help with some of those things? Okay, great question. So my main signature membership uh, community is called the passive project. And so if you are a digital product creator, you need to get your booty on into that membership because it is the best place on the internet to be. Uh, so if you come and follow me on Instagram at Gemma.BonhamCarter, you will see all of my links there. So you can get into like all, go check out all of my things. Uh, if you want a, a really cool freebie that I think your, your peeps might be interested in, um, particularly if they're interested in growing their email list, which we just talked about, you can head to GemmaBonhamCarter.com forward slash list growth. And Sarah, I can send you that link. You can put it in the okay. show notes. Um, but it is a rapid list building guide. And so I actually asked 
20 experts in the field of online marketing what their number one tip was for building their email list. And literally everybody responded with something different. And so I put it all into this guide and you can grab that for free. And so we've got people like Jenna Kutcher, uh, Jill Stanton from Screw the 9 to 5, Susie Moore, like a lot of really amazing experts in there, uh, dishing on what they've done to grow their email list. So head on over to GemmaBonhamCarter.com forward slash list growth, and you can grab that for free. Oh, that is juicy. I want that myself. I'm going <laughs> over there. I'm getting it too. But yeah, we'll include the links to your Instagram handle and um, absolutely to that. And then your membership. Cause um, yeah, I, I think that uh, what I'm just, I'm so impressed by what you do. And then I just love your, I feel like you're so warm and friendly and so genuine and um, sometimes it's hard to find on in the online marketing world. So well, right back um, at you, girlfriend. Uh, well, this is so good. We'll have you back on. Maybe we can talk all about email because I know that that is a, a topic um, that is needed for sure, and uh, not just a, not just a quick couple of questions, but that you got to start it in the right direction for sure. So with that, Gemma, thank you so much, and I will see you over on Instagram Stories. Yay! Thanks so much for having me. Such a good episode, right? Okay, so you probably have a notebook full of notes or a head full of mental notes if you've been running around or driving around listening to this one. Either way, I hope that you do take action on some of the ideas and best practices that Gemma shared because I I know that they're going to get you results if they're applied and, and put into action. And I know Gemma would love nothing more than to hear about what you some of your favorite takeaways from this episode, what you took out from that and are going to put into action and anything else that you loved about this one. She hangs out on Instagram stories, like she said, and you can find her over at, at Carter B-O-N-H-A-M. C-A-R-T-R. And I'm going to put this in the show notes. Um, And then also, you know, she uses email as a really big part of her business in addition to using social media to build relationships and connect with people. Um, And she has a rapid list building guide for you to learn how to incorporate email into your own business and use it for growth and automation. And she talks a lot about over on her website, just how uh, really up-leveling her email list has changed the game for her and her business. So you can check that out on her website at jimmabottomcarter.com forward slash list growth. And that is going to be in the show notes as well. So I just wanted to make sure that you knew about both of those. Definitely connect, let her know what you got from this. And uh, I will see you guys back here next time. Before you go, I have two quick things I want to make sure that you don't miss out on. The first one is being a part of the Social Scholar Study Group, which is a private Facebook group where we're hanging out, looking at behind the scenes. You're getting additional bonus content. You're able to connect with the other listeners, have network opportunities, and occasionally when it works out, we're going to bring back our podcast guests for live interviews to share additional information with us to get your questions answered. So we're going to have a lot of fun over there as well as a ton of value. So be sure and join us in the link below in the show notes. And then secondly, um, I'm learning very quickly that reviews are important for getting the podcast found, reaching other people, helping them help other people by the content 
um, and the, the guest experts and experiences that they're sharing. And so I would love it. It would just mean the world to me if you would take time to leave a review and in exchange for that time and energy and effort, because I know you are busy, I'm going to give you the Selling on Social Roadmap as well as the um, social media content launch blueprint, which basically is four weeks of content leading up to your launch so that by the time you're ready to talk about your offer in that week four, people are knowing you, they're liking you, they're trusting you, and they're ready and excited to buy whatever it is you're selling. So you'll get both of those. Just shoot me an email once you've left a review at hello at com. Let me know you've left a review and I will get you your selling on social goodies over to you. Until the next episode, I will see you around social media.